0: <laughs> Topic of our demo talk this evening is the self and its deconstruction in the course of mindfulness meditation. So Let us explore you know, first of all various uh, uh, aspects with regard to you know, the self. Mm, in particular, how as uh, certain retreat and certain we experience the self in our meditation practice, and then let us look at various synonyms for the self as being used, and then various definitions, and this then will be followed by a few explanations about the self from a, a more Vedic point of view. And Satna then gradually will go into you know, the second Satna part. And or the, uh, the part on uh, the further explanations from the you know, Vedic traditions Satna will be you know, followed by expressions of Satna self, as Satna we find Satana, uh, recorded in you know, the Buddha's or in in the Buddha's teaching so as he has certain quoted contemporaries. And this sudden then will be followed by an uh, well, an and analysis might not be quite the right certain uh, word, but uh, a description of uh, our uh, meditation practice and how, in the course of uh, the practice, the sense of self uh, gradually uh, gets uh, 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 put in question. No. From a retreat in certain point of view, we might certainly uh, express you know, f- the following, when seeing some visible object, maybe a bird or a mountain or a tree, then we'll see, I am seeing such and such an object. And when hearing a sound, we would typically do just the same thing I am hearing this or that sound. The same thing goes certainly for the smelling process for the tasting process for tactile experiences as well as for mental formations or mental experiences. When it comes to feelings we would typically say what I feel a pleasant or unpleasant or neutral feeling. But it's uh, these uh, statements oftentimes come in conjunction with this personal pronoun I or very common at the very beginning of a new retreat we have. retreatants reporting during interviews my rising and falling is doing such and such a thing is either clear or not clear and certainly then with regard certain to the observation of a pain a retreatant might refer to it as my pain and so there's certainly this uh, in describing objects uh, um, this way of uh, always uh, 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 reference to oneself. Now, when we look at the various terms used in here, apart from the term Self, then we have the following, namely, there's a mention made of a being. So the existence of a being is assumed. Then sometimes the Self is referred to as an individual, or as a person, or as a personality even, or as an identity and uh, then in you know, certain you know, traditions you know, there is certain you know, mention of a soul or a spirit an apparent self you know, or you know, the ego now in terms of some definitions you know, that have been proposed around you know, the self we have you know, the following namely it is some entity or an entity that is under our own control. Or it has been you know, defined as that which thinks, wills, and feels, knows, and sees, and also that which appropriates and owns. It has further been referred to as the principle of thought and action in man or woman, the subject of conscious spiritual experience. Generally speaking, it is conceived as a perdurable entity, the permanent, unchanging factor within the concrete personality, which somehow unites and maintains its successive activities. So the Self is certainly taken to be a reality and suddenly we are seen as substantial beings, that at the core of every person, and furthermore, there's certainly this understanding that at the core of every person, there is an independent spiritual essence or soul. Now, the relevant Palitna terms here for a self, or soul, or person, Mm. Uh, are Atta and Sakaya for your apparent self. And then we have in the Sanskrit language the term Atman being used with a further division into Mm, mm, paramam Atman as well as Jiva Atman, and your Paramam Atman is certainly your, um, your well, the governing you know, self, and Jiva Atman is certainly the individual you know, self. Now, sometimes the self is certainly also mm, said certainly to be um, thought of identical with one's feelings, to be identical with certain one's intellect or intelligence, you nor know, to be identical with one's certain perception or some define it as certain bliss now at the time of uh, the Buddha there was uh, uh, a philosopher mm, and certain religious certain philosopher and religious certain leader who by the name of Ajita Kesakambali who held uh, or was of the opinion uh, that uh, the Self uh, does does not have an immaterial quality uh, to it as proposed by other teachers of uh, the time, but rather the Self uh, was uh, seen to be material and it perished at uh, death. So this particular particular point of view is referred to as the mm, the views of the materialist schools and according to you know, the certain schools, a human individual you know, is just an automaton, you know, like a robot, you know, functioning according to the dictates of matter. So, from the perspective of Furtner, the supporters of Futner, this of these materialist the schools, human effort was of no avail, and there was no such things as ethical responsibility now. To give you just a few uh, more uh, details on the Vedic understanding of uh, the Self, the Atman. According to uh, the Chandogya uh, Upanishad, the Atman uh, was certainly seen as being free from death and free from you know, sorrow and it was understood to have real thoughts such as in you, Sanskrit. And it was certainly further believed and still is believed that after death, the soul has form because it appears in its own form. Various qualities have been attributed you know, to the so-called Paramam Atman, namely the supreme or universal soul, as well as uh, and different qualities have been attributed to the Jiwa Atman. Now in terms of Fatna the universal soul, It certainly is certainly believed to have this characteristic of controlling of being in command, iswaro in the Sanskrit language. A second quality as ascribed to this paramam atman is certain subanew, meaning that certain it is omniscient, so knows all that certain there is to be known. Furthermore, it certainly has been described as echoewa, meaning the one and only one. And finally, that it is devoid of pleasure and pain, sukha dukha, Vicharito in the Pali in the scriptural language. Now, qualities that have been ascribed to you know, this individual soul, the so-called jiwa-atman, are as follows. Pindo, its size depends on the being. It lives in. So the soul, the size of the soul of an elephant will be very big, or thought to be very big, whereas the size of uh, of the soul of an ant is thought to be tiny, tiny. Now, this individual soul is believed to have the faculty to see, hear, smell, etc. And satna also that it is eternal and then is, its actions are controlled by the universal or supreme being, namely Paramatman. So the uh, individual soul uh, has to uh, follow all the commands certain given by the Paramatman. Now When we look at uh, this uh, notion of a self from a Christian perspective, then mm, uh, the understanding is a a somewhat different uh, one. So the term uh, soul has been explained as the immaterial essence of an individual life or the essential uh, nature. Now, when it comes to you know, the European uh, philosopher, French philosopher René Descartes, he uh, his opinion on you know, the self was cogito ergo sum because I think therefore I am. So the thinking then being the main factor, the critical factor that determines the existence of a self. Now others as we have stated earlier on, might say, because I feel, because I have strong feelings or emotions, therefore I am. Or for yet certain others, because I have a very high intelligence, therefore I am. Now, whether all of this is really true or not remains to be seen. Now, in the texts, in the texts that that, um, contain... The teachings of you know, the Buddha and his references you know, to a self or soul, as he heard it, as his time uh, at his time are you know, uh, as follows. For instance, in the Anguicha Nikaya, we have plenty of passages where you know, uh, some wanderer is you certainly know, said. You know, said Mm, or it has you know, stated the soul and Sutner you know, the body are uh, the same, or you know, in a you know, different in you know, a place as you know, contained in the Majjima Nikaya, the self. This is the world. No, sorry. Um, this is self. This is the world. After death I shall be permanent, everlasting. No. the Buddha had coined... A term, a very specific uh, term for uh, this idea of a personality. The term used is Sakaya. It's a Pali term which consists of two parts, namely Sat. Meaning existing and kaya, meaning body or embodiment. But by body is not necessarily meant only the physical uh, body. And so when we combine those two, sat and satna sakaya, it becomes sakaya, and satna this satna then means satna the embodiment of uh, an apparent satna self. So personality or identity. Now, the Buddha was pretty thorough in his analysis of the self and the different views about Satna. The self and Satna thus he uh, described uh, these various possible mm, mm, identifications um, with a self as Satna follows. Our various interpretations might be a more precise, a more precise way. To uh, express this. So the first Stutner set of Futner five of four of Futner views is Sutner five views is subnute to take the Uh, the various aggregates to be the self. In other words, that we are identical with the aggregates. What is meant by the aggregates? Well, the aggregate of materiality, the aggregate of feelings, the aggregate of perceptions, then the aggregate of volitional formations, and uh, the aggregate of consciousness. By aggregate is Sapna further meant the entirety of Fatna, let's say, bodily formations, whether past or present or future, whether coarse or refined, whatever there is in terms of. Mm, Bodily formations, all of that, comes under the term mm, uh, aggregate of materiality, "kaya rupakanda" in the Pali scriptural language. So. To make the connection w- with what was Satna said earlier on, mm. a and mind Sadhguru say my pain is giving me trouble. So the, there's this identification with the pain, and Sadhguru then taking this pain you know, to be part of one's sadness self now then we've got another mm, set of um, possibilities here namely uh, a way of relating you know, to a different way of relating to you know, the aggregate and this time around, The notion is, the idea is, that the self possesses the uh, aggregates. So, the aspect of ownership. So, the self possesses the aggregate of materiality. It is in possession of all feelings. It is certainly the owner of our perceptions, of our volitional formations. And certainly it is certainly also the owner of the entirety of consciousness. Now, a third way of relating to the aggregates uh, in connection with the self is mm, to take mm, each and every aggregate as a part of fatna the self or you know to take all aggregates as a whole as certainly being part of the self and finally the th- you know the notion that the self is within in one or the other aggregate, or the entirety of the five aggregates. So... What we have here you know, then are 20 different modes of relating to mm, uh, you know, the body feelings, perceptions, volitional formations and sudden consciousness. And in each case, uh, there you know, the idea is that this is part of uh, the self. Or related certainly to the self. Now, part of this certainly then could certainly further be that. When you know, some agreeable experience comes up, that we relate to it as this is mine, this is my experience. Or we might certainly you know, relate you know, to a bit outstanding you know, experience as this I am. So this is what makes some. Mean, and suddenly then finally mm, we could uh, relate to formations at times as suddenly thinking this is myself. So in the first case, craving the unwholesome mental factor of craving is involved. In the second case of this, I am. Pride and conceit is involved, and in the third, certainly, case, uh, a wrong view deity is involved. Now. These are you know, some explanations that certainly could certainly be you know, given with regard to, you know, to the self and mm, the understanding of the, the self from you know, various coming from various perspectives. Although you know, this is really not certainly very comprehensive as yet, and one could you know, surely add. Uh, no, no, the ideas of other uh, religious uh, groups or ethnic uh, groups, for instance here in this country, what would be uh, the uh, understanding of the Native American uh, Indians, what's their uh, notion uh, in this uh, regard. Now, now we come to the fun part, namely the deconstruction of uh, the self. Now some might uh, immediately uh, say, my goodness, why is this the fun part? This must be terrible. And uh, to deconstruct uh, the self. Now, whether fun or uh, a terrible experience, uh, we'll uh, find out in the course. uh, of uh, our meditation practice. Now, to give just a rather uh, rough and uh, um, precursory view of uh, what happens uh, during our mindfulness practice. Now, when we follow the instructions on mindfulness, as given in the Satipatthana Sutta and other you know, objects—sorry, in the Satipatthana Sutta and other you know, discourses—then, you know, and we apply those certain instructions to whatever predominant object comes up in you know, the body and uh, in the mind, and we do this for you know, several days in a row. Gradually, will uh, have at least moments during which we realize that um, you know there are just these different bodily sensations and certainly these different mental formations. So there are just certain objects or formations like heat and cold and uh, tension and stiffness and tightness and hardness, pains and aches and mental objects such as, let's say, the contact and certain perception and certain volition, etc. So when those certain moments are near there, there's really no sense of self. This is not uh, a permanent experience as yet, but at least an early Mm, early experience that mm, puts in question this notion of mm, a permanent self. (coughs) So basically it is by Performing what certainly is referred to as datu wawatana namely the analysis of what we refer to as a being or Sādhāna-Self by way of the elements, so the earth element and then the uh, water uh, element and then those other Uh, temperature element, and so on, Mm, that we, the wind element, uh, that we realize, well, there are only those mm, bodily formations mm, happening, and that's all in terms of uh, the body. There's no self to be mm, found uh, there. So when we mm, experience N- mental, uh, certain mental objects we might uh, n- notice n- there's contact, n- so n- the coming fasā, n- the coming n- together of n- three things namely n- the, uh, v- the object, then the corresponding mm, the sensitivity of the sense door or sense certain uh, base plus certain uh, the corresponding uh, uh, form of consciousness sense door uh, consciousness so uh, the uh, eye consciousness hearing or seeing consciousness hearing consciousness and certain uh, so on so there's just uh, that or uh, we uh, might uh, recognize. Know, that an object has a certain effective uh, quality, namely a feeding, and so we, with this we get to know this particular uh, mental object or mental state. And then by uh, realizing that uh, at times the mind, or uh, continuously, the mind certain perceives or it perceives an object uh, as being uh, uh, red, or green, or white, and having various forms, and so on. And so with this, we discover the mental object or factor of perception. And so in this way, we gradually get to know what is what in you know, the mind, and in doing so, there will be moments when the self is really not suddenly present so it is this analysis of uh, the so-called Satna being from different aspects or in different ways, namely as consisting of mind and Satna matter or as Satna consisting of the five aggregates or in terms of the six sense spheres that eventually we realize there is Satna no self. And that Satna then would be or is the first uh, way of uh, challenging this notion of a self. Now this may not necessarily be very pleasant uh, to uh, each and every uh, retreat, but uh, nonetheless uh, it just uh, happens. Now if certain one has a strong ident- identification to the sense of a self, then seeing at times suddenly that there is certain no self might actually be a somewhat certain challenging. To some, or you know, to just to be more precise, to a very few uh, retreatants. Now, with further you know, deepening of you know, our you know, practice, we will you know, then you know, gradually come to you know, understand that those certain same physical and certain mental formations do not underlie our control. So they do not necessarily happen as we wish them uh, to uh, happen. Instead certain of what we find in our practice, is that mm, owing to certain circumstances, owing to certain conditions, then certain results will be there. And this sudden, then, mm, clearly dispels any idea that uh, uh, a self or some supreme being is in charge, or that certain things are happening in a haphazard manner. So, with this uh, retreatant then overcomes mm, doubts in the practice, Such as was I in the past, Uh, am I at present, will I be in the future, and so on, so forth. So, when this particular understanding of certain discerning causes and and causes and certain effects is suddenly gained, mm, mm, with this, our sense of a self. Or the notion of it in uh, will uh, be uh, weakened further. So it's like giving the self a really good punch. And uh, with this sudden, uh, it suddenly uh, will uh, then uh, start shaking a little bit. So, by understanding that certain formations mm, arise owing to mm, certain causes and certain conditions, mm, by understanding the functionality of certain mm, things, of processes, mm, we mm, then oh, mm, realize that uh, there is uh, no reason mm, for. A self, uh, to to believe uh, that a self is in control. For the most part, the different interpretations of uh, the self or definitions of uh, the self include its permanent character or even uh, its eternal character, meaning that certainly the Self or Soul is something that will be around not only for this certain very existence, but it will continue you know, to exist in you know, some future um, uh, existence. Now, when we do what we're doing here, namely, being mindful of whatever uh, predominant object suddenly comes up in our uh, meditation practice, and we do uh, this as objectively as possible without adding anything, without subtracting uh, anything, then gradually we come to see that an object like the rising, falling movement of the abdomen isn't, after all, that permanent as assumed. So we might suddenly then notice changes within one single rising movement, within one single falling movement. We might suddenly see very clearly mm, mm, that at the very beginning of of the rising movement, there's some tension, that tension over time might suddenly grow mm, and come to a peak there might be a maximum expansion at the very top of uh, the rising movement. So with this one uh, sees how within one single rising movement uh, a number of changes uh, occur. Uh, same thing uh, then holds true also for the falling movement or any other uh, predominant uh, uh, bodily formation or mental uh, formation. So with this sudden understanding yet another aspect that is mm, mm, said to be an important part of the self, the notion of a self, that aspect of permanence gets dispelled. Which means the notion of a self then becomes even more questionable. Now, oftentimes, the self is thought to be associated with mostly pleasurable experiences. Now, whether this is really the case or not, we will f- we find out in our meditation practice by careful investigation. And we come to experience all these certain many rather mm, challenging physical as well as certain mental formations and then there is no more doubt in a yogi's mind that formations are indeed conducive to suffering. And that then conflicts with the notion of a self to be conducive to happiness. Now when formations are neither uh, permanent nor conducive to our happiness or uh, to uh, pleasure, uh, then this will uh, lead us uh, automa- quite automatically uh, to the next aspect, namely the aspect of anatta. And In the course of Ferdinand intensive Ferdinand practice we are likely then to experience at least a few or a few times certain at first um, how the rising falling movement of Ferdinand the abdomen um, is unfolding just naturally. So finally The mind stops interfering, wanting to be in control, wanting to either slow down or speed up, put the rise and fall, wanting to mm, maybe mm, intentionally breathe harder so that we can see it suddenly clearer. All of this falls away and the movements of the rising falling will happen you know, just naturally of their own accord in mindful you know, walking you know, practice a retreat and uh, might uh, on occasion realize how you know, one uh, how the walking for shorter you know, period of time seems to be unfolding quite naturally, all by itself. Or it could be that it's just one single step, or just one forward movement that suddenly seems to be happening by itself. Some retreatants at this point say that objects seem rather hollow. So without certainly having a solid certain core, some you not know, might certainly say uh, there seems to be no one at home. Now these are all you know, different expressions of you know, the same thing, namely that a self is nowhere you know, to be seen. Now this is not a permanent experience, though. On occasion, you know, such an experience will be there, but uh, um, n- n- then later on, the sense of self you know, will n- come back. Now. With this, a vipassana uh, or uh, a retreatant is said uh, to have experienced the three universal characteristics of anicca, dukkha, and anatta for uh, the first time. And so this includes the anatta aspect. And anatta is certainly uh, the opposite of uh, the Pali term atta. So, n- meaning non-self or absence of a self. Uh, sorry, no. With continued you know, practice, a set of you know, rather you know, pleasant experiences is likely to arise in the form of uh, having various illumination phenomena, in the form of experiencing a sharp and certainly keen mind and knowledge, and certainly in the form of joy, tranquility, happiness, strong faith, and so on and so forth. Now, at that certain point, However, the notion of a self gets somewhat reaffirmed. And uh, thoughts certain, uh, such as, while wow, I'm having all these certain great experiences, and certain uh, based uh, on uh, those experiences, then a self of pride and conceit might uh, arise. Which then will strengthen the sense of it yourself. Now, mindfulness, certain practice is certainly a pretty you know, thorough practice. And as the retreatant keeps investigating very carefully what suddenly is suddenly happening, sooner or later he or she will see formations quickly arising and sudden passing. And. This certainly could be any kind of certainly any uh, series of formations. Now, when a retreatant sees, for instance, how an object arises, clearly sees the arising of an object, then this is said to dispel the view of annihilationism. So by seeing the origination of of an object, that uh, nihilistic view gets uh, dispelled. Now, in terms of uh, the Self, It certainly is understood in a number of traditions as uh, having an eternal quality. So even if our life mm, uh, uh, in this human existence comes to an end, yet uh, the self or soul will continue because it's eternal. Mm -hmm. Now, by seeing for ourselves in a very direct manner then sudden formations, after having you know, quickly arisen, will then you know, immediately you know, disappear. This sudden will you know, dispel you know, the notion of etern- the eternity of formations, and in particular of the self. Now, this sudden will weaken our notion of a self once again. now Gradually, that sudden sense of a self is not that strong any more. Now, it's not over yet. Now comes the important sudden phase during which a retreatant is likely to experience plenty plenty of formations as dissolving. At first, one might suddenly see the mm, formations dissolving rather slowly, gradually, only a few here and there, and suddenly over time, however, one is likely you know, to experience many and more uh, formations as dissolving. Maybe even hundreds, maybe even thousands of uh, uh, formations. Now, Formations uh, might end in different uh, ways, and this needs to be explored uh, by uh, us as uh, Retreatants. Now, when a Retreatant keeps seeing the Dissolution, the disintegration, the fading away, the vanishing, the breaking up, the explosion of uh, nations, missions, then this sudden uh, starts to, um, or this is some, or it might then uh, cause uh, to set off some alarms. So this is not necessarily pleasant. The assumption is that uh, the notion of the self is permanent. But now one keeps seeing all these many different formations as uh, then ending. So this uh, then raises questions. So if, for instance, you greatly identify with your emotions or your feelings, and you see with your own eyes, so to speak, those certain feelings disappearing one after uh, another, what is left of your so precious emotions or feelings? Not much. And the same thing would certainly go for other mental formations or bodily formations. Now, this certainly usually leads to a certain sense of insecurity, and also followed or accompanied by anxiety. What typically a treated would uh, know, or might uh, know, say, "What is happening to me? And again, you know, there, what is happening to you know, myself, to the self? And uh, s- well, uh, the answer to this is very simple. This self is uh, uh, in the midst of a process of deconstruction. And sudden, so at first, uh, this sudden, as mentioned, might be rather alarming. But gradually, as it happens again and again, and one realizes life does suddenly go on. One the mind gets somewhat used to it. One realizes mm, all is okay. Formations are mm, still mm, unfolding, and it's just mm, this notion of a self mm, that at times mm, seems to be a bit mm, shaky or mm, gone all to mm, or gone mm, for a while. Now. With further practice there comes a brief, the briefest moment when very deeply one understands that all physical and mental one understands mm, mm, with one mm, mm, formation, which one is currently observing, that it is mm, clearly dissolving, the mind realizes that the same is also mm, true for all other formations and that mm, then mm, causes uh, might cause uh, a slight shock wave to occur. But suddenly this is just for a moment or two this sudden experience of will for sure weaken the sense of a self. With further practice, gradually we will see more, more so the flaws of formations, namely that they are impermanent and not permanent, that they are conducive to suffering and not certainly conducive to you know, pleasure, and uh, you know, that certain formations are not uh, mm, under the ownership of a self or anything like this, but rather that they happen of their own accord. Eventually, retreat and will come to a point where um, a sense of emptiness is there. Um, the formation seem to be empty of a self, and this then prepares the ground for you know, the arising of fatna, uh, gradually improving equanimity towards Satna, all. You know, formations. Now once suddenly you know, this equanimity mm, has suddenly gained some strength and is accompanied by other by the uh, you know, remaining enlightenment certain factors, then it could happen in the course of one sudden contemplation that one investigates an object one sees the object in the mode of anatta, namely of Fatna just happening of its own accord, and so, you know, with this mode of investigation one then cross or the mind crosses over from mundane consciousness to supramundane consciousness and with this crossing over which is tantamount to the realization of the path of the path noble path of stream entry with this comes the eradication, the total uprooting once and forever of the wrongful belief in the existence of a self. It is not that the sense of self is totally gone, but at least the belief in the existence of a self is suddenly gone. So with this the retreatant then is in a position to, from own experience, to distinguish between conceptual reality and ultimate reality and will understand that ultimately speaking there is certain no self even though on occasion mm, especially in communication with others one might certainly still make reference to um, a self now in the course of our careful, mindful investigation, we then gradually undergo changes. And if previously we would have said, I am seeing, we would now say, seeing occurs. If previously we Uh, held on to the idea of a self as truly existing, now we no longer think of this idea as a very uh, valid uh, idea. Now, with this, also, our... A notion of who is feeling. What is the intent entity that uh, feels? And if previously we thought, uh, uh, as I am feeling this or that, we might now uh, say, well, uh, such and such a feeling is occurring. So that's quite a change. Now, with regard Satana, to you know, the aggregates, we you know, then start you know, to see, or we you know, you know, see them in a different way, and more in line with what Satana, the Buddha had certainly suggested, namely an illustration: the aggregate of material formations is seen as just a lump of foam carried away by a river because of its insubstantial nature. Feelings are seen to be imper or understood to be impermanent and therefore there, compared to bubbles that form on the surface of water during rain. If previously you know, we had thought highly of our cognitions or you know, perceptions, well, now you know, we see you know, the illusory nature of you know, those certain perceptions. And with regard to volitional formations, those suddenly then are seen as comparable you know, to a plantain you know, tree, which does not have any core, any heart you know, wood. and when it comes to you know, consciousness that previously you know, was held in high you know, esteem and was thought of, you know, and for at least for some, you know, to be the seed of you know, the self, well, its deceptive performance is suddenly compared to. A magician. Now, with this a retreatant then will no longer uh, say this is mine, this I am, this is myself, but rather when it comes to the formations uh, related to the five aggregates, one then sees this is not mine, this I am not, this is not myself. So quite a change is taking place. Now, from an experiential uh, point of view, a retreatant might on occasion see, when observing, when exploring uh, a particular uh, object, or any particular uh, object for that matter, how at first a sense of self is there, Mm, a certain identification with the object is there, and in the course of the observation, that identification falls away. So mm, then we have the presence of a sense of self and the falling away of it. Or, on other occasions, it could be an mm, object is there, one observes it, mm, but there's no mm, sense of self that goes along with it. And at a later point, mm, that sense of self might come back in. So with this certain I mean, mm, know the relative and conceptual n- nature of the self becomes pretty clear. Now as certain indicated already earlier on when mm, carefully observing what is really happening one realizes Especially with the dissolution of certain you know, formations, that uh, you know, there a, a dissolution of the sense of self takes place. So it's a gradual you know, breaking up, and certainly with this comes a certain you know, sense of loss of control, which to many of us who not always want to be in control of our experiences and of our life, is certainly a somewhat unpleasant, threatening experience. But one certain one once this has happened, uh, a few uh, times, and one realizes life goes on, and actually you know, things are unfolding much better without uh, this notion of itself, you know, then, uh, then one can make peace certain with this certain situation. Now, allow me to conclude you know, today, you know, today's sat namatong by you know, wishing may. During your uh, mindful investigation of physical and uh, mental formations, may you uh, observe uh, in an as objective manner as possible what is really going on with regard to bodily and mental formations and suddenly deeply inquire into the nature of this uh, you know, so-called self, or soul, or you know, the of whatever, and uh, then ultimately may um, you realize the noble path of stream entry, and with this may your understanding of the self become uh, greatly corrected. And this is it for tonight. And this is it. Saturday, 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 Saturday. Saturday. Yes, now your question. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know the format. <laughs> um, when you we were talking
1: about stream entry, previously you were talking about um, eradication of skeptical doubt. Yes. And this time um, you were talking about stream entry as um, eradication of a permanent abiding self.
0: No, 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 the, you know, the belief in the uh, existence of a self. That's not quite the same thing. Can we speak? The belief in the existence of a self. So that's different from uh, the notion of a self. But, you know, the notion of a self ultimately you know, gets uprooted. The notion of a self, of I am, ultimately gets uprooted only with you know, the realization of arahanship. Uh, And until then, mm, you know, that sense of an I am, I am this or I am that, will on occasion still be there. Uh, Or maybe not uh, as pronounced as before, but on occasion it will still be there. And certainly when you sit in meditation, you might uh, uh, still observe it in the mind. No, so that's an important, uh, it's a good, uh, 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 good question and uh, an important uh, point to know. No, so what goes with you know, the uh, realization of the first uh, path is just the belief in the existence, the wrongful uh, view of uh, the existence of a self, and that is much easier to eradicate than. Uh, you know, that sense of I am, which is mm, mm, much deeper instilled in consciousness. So, yes. So, um,
1: so, you're just talking about the belief in the eradication of the permanent abiding self. It's dream entry, right? Yes. And whereas at there's a realization.
0: And then that notion of I am goes. disappears. Yes.
1: Okay,
0: thank you. Mm-hmm. Any other questions?
1: Well, there's this... Uh, yes, Jim. <coughs> uh, <coughs> ...question of... Uh, of um, um, it's hard to it's hard to uh, put into words, but the, uh, we're told that when the Buddha passed away, uh, he attained parinibbana. or the state mm-hmm. of Paranivana. But he still referred to as the Buddha, attaining the state of Paranivana. Now, is that simply because we have to formulate something to, you know, a notion to convey to people when you're speaking about this idea?
0: Yeah. You know, there are several passages in the, the text where you know, the Buddha makes it very clear. And this is especially in you know, in, in the context of the Suttanta, so the collection of you know, discourses. You know, when he you know, makes use of you know, terms such as self and uh, i and mine and so on you know, you know, those are you know, just conventional designations and he doesn 't believe in those it 's just for you know, the purpose of new communication and uh, ultimately you know, obviously he you know, has seen through uh, this uh, or, or seeing the nature, the true nature of uh, of the Self?
1: Well, help me just a little bit more, because there are the four material jhanas, and then there are the four immaterial jhanas, mm-hmm. and then there's a state positive beyond that final jhana. Uh, I'm not sure how it's defined, um, but seems to connote, at least in the reading, that there's cognizance beyond the jhanas. Who's cognizant?
0: Well, what, uh, what kind of a state is that supposed to be? Well, uh, what,
1: <laughs> what is this? Uh, what is the final jhana that we're... Uh, the, the four material and the four immaterial jhanas?
0: Yeah, that's it.
1: And what then how is the how is that final genre
0: referred to? Uh Marcian, the of neither what was it of uh, neither consciousness nor nor non perception.
1: Some people do posit that there's a ninth jhana, and there's uh, a lot of uh, uh, teachers who say there isn't this. It's sometimes referred to by some people as the experience of enlightenment. And sometimes it's called you know, like the ninth jhana, but if we, I think that's uh, deceiving. It's
0: actually, yeah. it's actually uh,
1: causes confusion. <laughs> <laughs> it's very like you're speaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we uh, I attend a pseudo study group in Toronto. The Sri Lankan temple and there's been some raging debates about this. <laughs> uh, it's sort of a waste of time actually to <laughs> spend a lot of time huh? having a raging debate about it. Yeah. Especially with lack of experience. It doesn't, it's just all intellectual um, yeah. it's not a Anything else?
0: <laughs> well, th- no, thank you, Marcia. <laughs> okay. If there are no further you know, there are questions, then maybe this much for tonight.
1: Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit
0: dharmaseed.org slash Donate.